If there's one thing that you've heard over and over again on Build Your Tribe, it's this. Do what you do best, but then outsource or hire or consult or invest in other people who know what they do really well. But the same is true when it comes to growing your reach. If you need more eyeballs, if you need more people to know about that thing that you offer, that thing that you sell, that business that you are trying to grow, and you're trying to do that with social media, may I suggest the best deal on the internet? Yes. When it comes to Instagram, I want to invite you to check out Insta Club Hub. Myself and my son, my co-host, Barack Johnson, we're the founders of Insta Club Hub, and it is rocking people's worlds. We have clients who've seen over 3,000% growth in their Instagram reach in less than seven days. We have people with under 1,000 followers reaching 4 million on a reel. We've had people who've increased their visits to their website by over 300% in less than five days. It's pretty amazing the difference that can be made by just doing a few simple tweaks. It's a monthly membership. It's an amazing community. We teach live. You know, you hear us all the time on the show, but wouldn't you like to hang out with us live? We're pretty fun together, I got to tell you. So I want to invite you to go check it out yourself. Go to instaclubhub.com and learn how easy and affordable it is to work with your host, Brock and Shalene Johnson. All right, now let's get to today's topic. What's up? Welcome to Build Your Tribe. You're in for a treat because you get both of us today. We are here sitting together right next to each other in the same room, so I'm excited. It's a rare occasion. We're going to share with you the five biggest mistakes that network marketers consistently make in social media. Number one, number one mistake is blending in, failing to pick a niche. Mm -hmm. Number two is providing too much detail all the information that people need about your product. Uh Number three is promoting their brand versus being a brand yourself. Number four, selling versus building. And there's a huge difference there. And that's a huge mistake that a lot of network marketers are making. And number five is trying to figure it all out yourself. Mm -hmm. That is a huge misnomer. Now, these are the five biggest mistakes But we're going to go beyond that. Those are the five biggest mistakes. That doesn't help you if we're not sharing with you how to fix that or how to avoid it. So that's what we want to do now is help you go through each one of these and figure out like, okay, if if there's a wrong way to do it, what's the right way so I can fix this? And the first one, if we're going in order is so that you're not blending in, the only other option you have is to niche down. You've Mm -hmm. got to pick a niche. And for whatever reason, that word scares the heck out of people. How many of you really struggle to pick a niche, like to really niche down? And Brock and I are going to break this down a little bit further. But remember, like health and fitness, that is an industry that is not a niche. If you were to say health and fitness, if that's the industry, then my category is nutritional supplements. Well, that's not a niche. To niche down even further might be I am in health and fitness I offer nutritional supplements, but specifically, I help Nigerian moms who have postpartum depression. So that's a specific niche. So the first thing I want to suggest that you do is forget about the word niche, okay? And instead, I want you to just say, pick a theme. Can you pick a theme? Just a theme, like a general direction that is specific 
but even more specific than your industry and even more specific than your category. Mm -hmm. And we're very intentional when we say the word pick. We do believe it's something that you pick, not something that's like mystical that you're going to find out there. You pick your theme. That's what we believe. And I think that my mom came up with this great analogy a couple of weeks ago. Mom, I love giving you credit for this one. And it's that you date your theme right? You can just date it for a few months. Make sure that it's working for you. It's not something that you necessarily have to marry right away and stick with for the rest of your life. But also on the other side of that coin, it's not something that you're likely going to know by the end of a 24-hour period if it's right for you. You got to date it for a few months. You got to see if it's right for you. And a few months from now, if that niche or that theme is right for you, then keep going with it. If not, you can always change and date another niche. The fun thing is about once you've kind of decided on a niche, you can even be more specific, Mm -hmm. right? So middle-aged women who've lost their mojo, who are in menopause or who are empty nesters, like you can be really, really specific. And most of us are afraid to be specific because we think we're going to exclude someone. But here's the deal for those of you who won't pick a niche. And it's like if, you know, you you give a nine-year-old little girl first day of school and she's got six outfits to choose from. And you tell her, pick your outfit and then you got to get dressed and we got to go to school. And she looks at it and she's like, but I love them all. I love them all. She's either going to miss her first day of school, (laughs) show up late, or wear all six outfits at the same time. That's what happens if we don't pick a niche, right? And in the words of Donald Miller, when we confuse our audience, we lose. Here's what I mean by that. If you're showing up in social media, kind of showing everything, which a lot of people do because that's what they see their uplines do, right? Like you see the super uber successful uplines and they show everything. They show their vacation, their kids, their home decor, their food, their lifestyle, and they can. So the next thing I want you guys to understand is if you're new to network marketing, if not even if you're new, if you're not yet known, If you're not yet known for one thing, you are going to struggle unless you pick something to be known for. Your uber successful upline started a long time, likely before you did, and they're already known. Once you reach that threshold and you become known where you've got over 10,000 followers, I'm just using that as a general number. But once people like know who you are, then they want to know like all the things. But until then, The way social media is structured today, it has changed so much in the last three years that nobody wants to follow someone who's showing everything unless they're already like uber famous, uber successful, and everyone's already following them now. So think about how many people do you follow currently on Instagram or Facebook or or TikTok? On average, the statistic is, Brock, do you remember what the statistic is? Yeah, I do. On average, on Instagram alone, the average person follows over 250 people on Instagram mm-hmm. alone. Wow. So if over 250 people on average we follow. And okay, in general, we all look at less than 3% of those accounts, mm-hmm. less than 3%. It's a very, very small percentage. Studies have shown that on Instagram, again, you on average give out less than nine likes in a day, less wow. than nine likes in a day. That's on average. So you got to set yourself apart ultimately. So how many of you follow friends and family members and you don't even see their posts? You don't even see them because number one, you probably don't have time, 
right? So you're like, I'm doing work. I need, I need to like, you know, recruit or I need to be in my business. And it's not even showing up in your feed. And these are people you know and like, and their stuff's not even showing up in your feed. We have become, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, The Social Dilemma, but we've been so inundated with social media. It is so overwhelming that 98% of us are trying to follow fewer people. We're trying to spend less time on social media. Therefore, and please don't take this personal. (sighs) Nobody cares. Like we just don't have time to care about, like if, you know, I have almost 700,000 followers, but if I post a picture of myself, like with my, you know, best friend at dinner, do you know how many likes I'm going to get? Like, it's going to be crickets. I'm going to kill my algorithm because nobody freaking cares. Mm -hmm. We used to like Facebook and Instagram used to be like, look at my life. Isn't my life amazing? Right. But Now we're all like, yeah, I don't have time. And also you're making me feel bad about myself. And also I don't care. And like, you know, that's great. But like, I don't care. I want to follow and see accounts that like help me with something. And this is not your fault because it was just 18 months ago that you were told, we were told, everyone was told like, share a little slice of your life, like be authentic, just be you, just show up and be yourself, be a product of the product, you know, post whatever's going on in your life. Tell us about what's, you know, how hard it is to be a mom. Like, tell us all the things. And you're like, okay. And then you like, try to be interesting. You try to show like all the little corners of your life. And you're like, this is weird. Is this thing on? (laughs) Right? Like your algorithm is just like, and that isn't the algorithm. That's us. That's Mm -hmm. us saying, I don't have time. And it's not that interesting unless, unless it's a very specific niche. I follow an account that all they do is post DIY remodels of homes. And when we moved into this house, I looked at that account every single day. Mm -hmm. I'm still not seeing like my friends and family. I'm seeing the accounts that are very niche specific. Mm -hmm. And that's why you have got to today. If you want to stand out, you got to pick a niche. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Mom, can I share my analogy super quick? Please. Yeah. So imagine that someone were to knock on your door every single day, As soon as you open the door, they hand you a $100 bill. Like you open the door, they hand you a $100 bill. You're going to open the door every day. Like it doesn't matter what time they show up. You're going to open that door. Now imagine someone knocks on your door every single day and they're like, hey, can I tell you a story about what I did yesterday? Hey, can I tell you about my workout from this morning? Hey, can I tell you a story about how I did my hair today? You're not even going to open it. You're going to start closing the blinds. You're going to start pretending that no one's home because they're consistently showing up just to share about themselves. But when you show up with value in a specific area, when you pick a theme, you're able to grow so much more and you're able to attract that perfect future client or team member. So that's the first thing you guys have to do is, and this is hard, but you can't go to school with all your clothes on. You're going to have to pick a niche. And if you don't pick a niche, you're not going to stand out. All right. The number two mistake was you're sharing too much information about your product. Mm. The solution to that is called curiosity. It's called creating curiosity. That's when you give just enough information that there's interest, but you create a gap between the interest and the knowledge. Okay. So that gap is what keeps people guessing. That gap is what makes people want to know more about your product. Let me give you an example. Oh, okay. So my eyeshadow tonight is from Buxom. And here are the colors. It's kind of like a light brown natural nude palette. I paid $27 for this. And you can change out the colors. In fact, I'm missing one right here. 
and it's called Buxom. And I'm just pretending right now that this is my network marketing company. And so here's the post, new shades, right? And here's the link and here's where you can buy it. And the name of my company is Buxom. And this is called the Buxom Customizable Eyeshadow Palette. And it's $27. And here's the link. Okay. What don't you know? If you want to buy that, and I gave you the link, and I gave you the price, and I gave you the name, and you see it on me, have I left any questions for you to ask? No. Zero. Zero. Okay. Now, what happens if instead I were to say, okay, guys, so this necklace I got at online at Amazon, and here's the link to it. And I have on a new eyeshadow that I really feel like it gave me an eye lift. I love it. It's super light. It's not creasing. I love these colors. And it just, I'm not a makeup artist by any stretch of the imagination, but I just really love these colors. For a woman my age, it's hard to find colors that don't like crease or make your eyes look older. And I'm just absolutely in love with this palette. The end. Now you don't know what the name of the palette was. You don't know the name of the company. You do not know how much it costs, but I bet you're dying to know those answers. Now, what do you have to do? You have to ask me a question. You have to ask me, oh, so who makes the palette? Who makes that? Because I already told you why I love it. I already gave you all of the benefits and even some of the features, but I didn't give you all of the information. So now we can have a conversation. And if we have a conversation, now I have curiosity, but more importantly, now I have a conversation, which means we begin a relationship, a relationship where we can build trust. And that trust isn't me saying like, oh, here's my link. Do you want to buy it? No, that trust is, well, now I'm older. So my eyes get kind of crinkly. What is it you're trying to do with your eyeshadow? Like I'm asking questions. I'm not trying to sell you. I'm trying to help you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out like, who are you? I'm trying to have a conversation. I'm trying to build trust. But that starts with curiosity. And I know that this may go against the grain for, you know, maybe a training that you've had with your upline or maybe the way that your company suggests you do social media. Many of them believe that you need to promote the brand, that you need to talk about, you need to be a product of the product, you need to share the product, you need to post about the product, you need to, you know, scare all of your followers away because they know that, you know, that all that you do is you talk about the product, you sell the product. It's there's so much product that there's zero curiosity. Now, Brock, what mm-hmm. happens when somebody sees that I'm in network marketing, yep. right? They can see that I'm in network marketing and they like that palette and they know the name of it and they know I'm in network marketing and they want that palette. How are they going to go get it? G-T-S. They're going to Google that stuff. That's the PG version. They're going to Google that stuff. Yeah. What we're going to do. That's what a rational consumer does. You just told me the name. You told me where I can get it. So I'm going to Google it. Best case scenario, and this is what the company is hoping for. Best case scenario, I Google it. I find it on some website. I find it on some blog and I purchase it. The most likely case scenario is I'm going to get one of those like controversial YouTube videos, which it's like, okay, we get it. You're bittered. You left the company. You didn't put in the effort. So you left and now you're making some YouTube video about how this company sucks And then now that potential customer is scared away. Right. But ultimately, it's either the company wins or the company loses. And most of the time, as the person who actually started that journey, you're losing out because you have no curiosity there. The GPS is happening. And there goes that follower, that potential Mm -hmm. customer, that potential lead. Absolutely, guys. So here's your assignment. With your next post, write this down. 
ask yourself, what information can I withhold Mm -hmm. so that I can start a dialogue with people? And not a dialogue so I can pounce on them and sell, but a dialogue so I can be helpful, so I can prove to them that I am here to serve and I'm here to help and I'm here to have conversations. So no matter what it is you're posting next, what can you pull out of it so that you're not vomiting all the information? And remember, you want to pick your niche before you do that. Like we're doing this in a very specific order. It is very intentional that we started with niche. Mm-hmm. Because if you just log, you know, like blop right back into curiosity marketing, you're still posting about like all the things, you're not going to see any change in your Instagram or Facebook. Mm-hmm. You've got to pick a niche. I've been helping people grow Snapchat, Twitter. I've worked with TikTok. I've done Instagram. Step one to growing on any platform, pick a niche without question. Yeah. Let's move on to the number three solution that we have for you. Okay. And that is building a reputation. Mm-hmm. Because right now what's happening is you're likely spending too much time promoting the brand versus being the brand. So if you look at the top earners, the most successful network marketers in any organization, I guarantee you this, when you go to their page on Facebook and or Instagram, you won't even be able to tell that they're pushing someone else's brand because they are the brand. Now, which do you think came first? I'll tell you. You don't even have to guess. They are successful because they became their own brand. And what does being the brand mean? It means you have a reputation. So instead of focusing on building this other company's brand, you want to focus on building your brand. There's a whole bunch of reasons why. I believe one of the most important reasons why is because I don't know if you're going to be doing this five years from now. You don't know if, you know, down the road, you're going to realize there's another company that I like better, right? So if you're switching companies, people are like, wait, I thought we were all behind this particular brand. But that doesn't happen when you are the brand. That doesn't happen when people trust you. And P.S., no one's buying the product because you're offering the product. People are buying the product because they trust you. And mm-hmm. they're like, I trust you so much. You have so much integrity and I believe in you. So like, you know, cool. I don't even have to do the research because I know you. It's like your best friend. If your best friend says, girl, you have got to watch this documentary. You're like, okay, I'm watching it. Or if your best friend's like, girl, you have got to buy, you know, whatever it is, like you trust them so much. You don't even have to like double check it. That's reputation. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing that differentiates you from everybody else. Because, I mean, let's be honest, aren't there a million people already doing what you do? Right? Mm -hmm. So why, if a thousand other people in my feed offer the same protein shake, offer the same ketones, offer the same mascara, offer the same oils, whatever it is. There's a million people who do the same thing, right? So am I buying it from that person because they made a prettier post? Am I buying it from that person because they wrote a better description about the item? Hell no. Hell no. I don't know who needs to hear this, but that is not why people buy. They buy because of trust. And trust happens when we become the brand. When we are authentically ourselves and we are providing solutions and people can trust us, 
and we show up with consistency and we show up with integrity and we keep showing up and we aren't trying to sell people. We're trying to help people. We're trying to serve. Mm -hmm. Study just came out recently and there have been multiple studies that have said this before, but more studies keep getting done and they keep saying the exact same thing. It's the conclusion that the modern consumer, the number one thing that they care about is trust. They need to trust the brands, the companies, the people they buy from. They need to trust the people they work with. Know, like, and trust. That's the ultimate goal. KLT, know, like, trust. Your audience has to know, like, and trust you in order to buy from you. Okay, so how do you do that, right? Well, the number one thing you have to stop doing is just promoting your stuff. Like if every single day, if every single day you knew this was my company, right? Like it's not, but like, let's just say this, you knew this was my company and I am a makeup artist and this is all that I talked about. This is the only brand I talked about. This is it. And I told you, I love everything that they, they come out with a blue palette. They come out with a neon color palette. And I'm like, I love it. I love it. You guys, and I'm only talking about this only. What do you know that I am doing? I'm selling. I'm selling. And I only care about me and I only care about my brand. So how much trust do you have in me? How much trust do you have in the waiter who, when you ask him, hey, what's your favorite thing on the menu? He says, oh, everything's good. You're like, really? Everything? You don't trust him. But if the waiter's like, if you go to order the lobster roll and the waiter goes, eh, you know, I might suggest, unless you've got your heart set, I might suggest the steak instead. And then you're like, oh, awesome. Thank you. Right? Because if you want to start building trust, ladies and gentlemen, you need to start sharing all things that help other people, not just your thing. You know, you have all kinds of things that you do every single day and you have brands that you love that you don't make a dollar off of, but you love this brand and there's a reason why. And if you start showing up in stories, it's in stories that we do this. It's not in our feed, but it's in stories. If you start showing up in stories every single day and people are like, oh, I love this because she does the research. She's talking about things that she doesn't sell. Oh, I can't miss a day. I can't miss a day because today she's going to show her favorite Amazon finds, her favorite organizational tools. Like you have all those things. You do all those things. We think that we're going to like, oh no, people only will spend money on my special palette. No, people love to shop. People love to shop, but people hate to be sold. Okay. So now you got to start asking yourself, here's your action step. Make a list right now. What things do you know are game changers and you are so passionate about them that you need to start talking about them on stories and you don't get a dollar for it? It's not something you promote. It's not something that helps you. It just makes your life a little bit easier. I want you to make a list of those things because those are things you need to start talking about on your stories, whether it's your latest Amazon find or a way that you do something, a way that you organize. It's a hack. It's anything that you do that's helpful. People will start tuning in so that you stop always selling that one thing. All right, guys. So that was reputation. That's how we avoid promoting their brand, right? Okay. The number four mistake that people make in network marketing is, you know, you guys, you, everybody wants a sale, right? We all want a sale, but we spend so much time worrying about selling instead of building. Mm -hmm. And building, when I say building, I mean building trust. And here's the honest truth. Trust takes time. Trust takes consistency. It means you have to show up 
I mean, I know you don't want to hear this, so we can't sugarcoat it. If you want to kill it, I mean, if you just want to do fine, like, or just okay, then just show up on occasion. But if you really want to build trust, you've got to show up every day, Mm -hmm. every day. I mean, when we think about a real life relationship, this totally makes sense. Like if I'm dating somebody, it makes sense that I have to show up consistently. I can't like flake out on dates for a month and then like pop back in and then be really consistent and like text him every day for a week. And then I'm gone for another week. That's not going to work. We know that in real life relationships, you have to be consistent. We know in real life relationships, building trust takes time. We know all these things, but then we get on social media and we think, oh, it's different now because Mm -hmm. this is like a computer mediated communication and I'm DMing someone on Instagram or I'm messaging someone on Facebook that suddenly the rules have changed, but they haven't. The rules are the exact same. You're communicating with a real person on the other end of that line. And I think it's a really, really beautiful time that we live in. There's lots of problems with social media. There's lots of bad things that happen on social media, but I will say this. We have a unique opportunity We live in the year 2021. There has never been a time like now. There's never been a generation before ours that's able to communicate with people around the world instantly. Mm -hmm. When you're talking to people on social media, you need to communicate in a real human being, authentic way. And you need to recognize that it takes time and consistency to build that trust. Yeah. All right. I want to clarify something because this is a really, really important message. Okay. Here's the message niche your feed, right? Your feed, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, as the more niche you get, the more you will attract the right people. And here's what I mean by that. So for example, my industry, I teach business and online marketing. Most specifically, my category is teaching people how to build an online business, right? But my niche is teaching people who are incredibly motivated, don't need motivation, but they're easily distracted by every shiny object and they quickly try new things all the time. They have too many ideas. They have too many different things that they want to do. They've got so much going on in their head and they're easily distracted. I have extreme ADHD diagnosis, Brock will tell you. (laughs) And, you know, I call myself a squirrelpreneur. So, In order for me to be successful, I had to stop trying to do all of the things. I had to learn how to focus, how to get myself on course, how to put blinders on to stop looking at what everybody else was doing. Because every time you look at what everybody else is doing, you take yourself off course. And that's when you hit the guardrails. And that's when you get discouraged. And that's when you fall behind. And then you're like, is it me that sucks? Like, why is this happening? Why is everybody else moving forward? Because they're focused. So I had to learn how to focus and my niche is to take care of and speak to those people who are equally easily distracted. So that means I have to be okay with the fact that I'm going to exclude those of you who are like, oh, that's not me. I'm super focused. I just need motivation. Well, I'm not your girl. And that's okay because you'll find someone who is. I don't want to work with people who aren't motivated. I really do not. I don't do well with those kind of people because I don't want to give you motivation. If you don't have it, I can't give that to you and I don't want to. I want to work with people who are like, no, 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 I'm like, I'm on fire, but I also don't know in what direction to set this fire because I'm doing like all the things at once. 
That's who I want to work with. That is my niche. I want to specifically focus on that in my feed. However, and here's the part that I want you to hold on to, in your stories, in your Facebook groups, you could talk about all the things. That's where people get to know us. So think of your feed as what attracts people to you who have a particular problem or solution. And they're like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like what you're saying, like that is me. And then they go to your stories to say, who is this person really? What do they like? Where do they live? What things do they talk about? Do they like huggable hangers? What kind of a blunder do they use? What kind of eye palette is that? Like, you know, we go into people's stories once we've decided for ourselves, all right, I'm aware of this person, but now I want to know who they are. And what are we looking for? We're looking for any sign that we can't trust this person. We're looking for inauthenticity. We're looking for a phony because none of us want to be taken advantage of. None of us want to be sold. We want to know, are you legit or are you a phony? And we look in stories for that. Am I right or am I right that you can't tell if someone's a phony from their feed? Because everybody's filtering their photos and they're posting one photo or one video and they're spending all day to write this caption. And you're like, I don't really know if that's you. Like, who are you? Right. But like in your stories, that's where I know, like, are you legit? Are you legit? So it's in your stories. I want to see all of it. Our fifth and final big mistake that people make. That is the mistake of failing to invest in things that save you time and money. And it's almost an old school entrepreneur mindset. And I know because that was my mindset. I grew up the daughter of an entrepreneur. My dad had a million different businesses and I grew up watching him. And I remember him going in early to sweep the floors. And I remember him stocking the shelves. And I remember him running the ads and doing the books and doing the bookkeeping and doing the accounting. And he was, he packed the boxes. He drove the truck. He did everything. And I learned, as maybe many of you did, oh, you save money if you do it yourself. If you figure it out yourself, you're going to save money. So when I first started my first businesses 30 years ago, I did the same thing. I was like, okay, I'll figure all this out. I'll make the flyers. I'll design the flyers. I'll hand the flyers out. This is before social media. And then once there was social media and the internet and websites, I'm like, oh, okay. My degree is in justice, morality, and constitutional democracy, but I'll learn how to code. I'll learn how to edit the videos. I'll learn how to do bookkeeping. And you know what I ended up doing? Almost destroying my marriage. I'm happy to say that Brock's father and I have been together for 31 years, married for 26. And that almost came to an end because of, not because of business, because we didn't understand that that is a myth that you're supposed to try to figure it out yourself, that that actually costs you money and more importantly, costs you time. And you can make back your money, but you can't get back your time. And we were working, you know, 80 hours a week. We were in debt. We were, there's so much tension between us. Like we thought the other person was the enemy kind of thing. Like so much passive aggressive energy between us and anger and frustration. I just remember thinking like, I can't stay in a marriage like this. I'm dying. I can't breathe. But it wasn't the marriage. It was the life that we had created. It was 
the bad habits that we had developed. It was not learning how to be an entrepreneur the right way, the right way. And we just started studying people who were uber successful and more importantly, like really happy and had free time. And I was so jealous of those people who like, they weren't working 24 seven and started studying them and realizing like they were investing in mentors and courses and trainings. And we needed to do that. We needed to start over. So Brett Johnson and I, we sold our business and we started from scratch without any idea of what it would look like or what it would be. We knew that if we didn't, we were going to lose each other. It'd be our kids who would have to pay the price. And we loved each other enough to figure that out and start over and invest in people who would help us do it the right way. You can always make more money. You can never get back your time. How many of you today have that same conversation? I can't afford to hire someone. I'll do it myself. I can't afford to take the time to explain it to someone else. I will do it myself. And you think that you're saving money, but ask the person above you. Ask the person who's who it is that you're looking at, who you aspire to be like them because they're on the stage. They're the triple star diamond earner. They're the person who's you know, being featured at your events, ask them if they have help. Ask them if they've invested in a training. Ask them if they've invested in a mentor or a coach because they have, because they want time freedom. It is a myth that you save money. You do not. And I'm happy to say that both my kids are entrepreneurs and Brock's 23 and Brock has a virtual assistant. But I have to tell you, though, it was painful and it took a leap of faith to make that decision because when we decided to save our marriage, I didn't care. I didn't care if we had a house or cars. I wanted us to be good. I wanted us to be happy. And money didn't matter. I just wanted time. I wanted freedom. I wanted to be able to go to my kids' schools. I wanted to be able to hang out with my husband. I wanted one word, peace. That was my word. Like literally, I still, to this day, because I lived for like 15 years with a stomach ache, like this underlying tension that's just present and you just keep like smiling and you're like, well, I got the car, you know, I got the nice clothes. But it's this weird, oh, it's hard to explain. It's like you're walking on eggshells. That was me. And that was my husband. I didn't know he felt that way too. But it was wonderful. And I'm really fortunate that I'm married to someone who also wanted to try. Because if you both don't want to try, that's a tough position to be in. But we set out to build the kind of business that would give us freedom, which is what you guys are doing. Like, you guys are so smart. To be in network marketing is brilliant. You don't have to invent a product. You don't have to do any research and development. You don't have to, for most of you, you don't have to carry inventory. You certainly don't have to come up with the marketing and the shipping and all the things that are risks for most entrepreneurs. You just need to be the brand and build that online. Listen, it is our goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and then be done. I hope you love this. Thanks for being here, Brock. And as always, happy networking.